Welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Cali, and I think it's time for a hangout session. And if it's time for a hangout session, then obviously I'm hanging out with someone. And hey, yo, is that Ryan? Hey, yo, it's good to be back. Dude, it's been a hot minute <laughs> since I've had you here. What's good? Oh, man, everything's good. Life's good. There's there's ups and downs, but it's mostly positive these days. Well, shit, you got me beat. <laughs> Gotta hang on to that silver lining. I don't fish. What's been going on? <laughs> uh, you know, just drinking probably too much coffee for my own good. That's not a problem. And then my phone died, so I'm using one that's like four years old, I think. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a relic. I can keep it off of the charger for a few hours, and then it'll die. Do you get, like, nostalgia from using it, or is it, like, you're completely detached? I am so detached. <laughs> All my passwords are on my newer phone, so anytime I try to do anything on here, I'm like, okay, I have oh. to re-log in. Very frustrating. I remember all 17 of your passwords. There are more than 17. 17. Yeah. More than 17 different passwords? Buddy, I like to keep my shit safe. Hey, you're smarter than me because I use like three. I got to. And if those three like go bad, I I just add like ones or exclamation points. Yeah, I just got to. I just got to keep my stuff safe, man. So on top of that, I have more than that, partially because you know how Google does the, let's recommend you a password. Yes. Like I actually yes. take pictures of them in case Google decides to fail me one day. But aren't they like 36 characters long and they're just like a jumbled mess? As Moist Critical would say, yeah, baby. <laughs> I tried that one time and I was like, there's no way. There's yeah, no that's, way. That's why I you gotta take pictures, it. and I mean, I wear glasses, so it's a little bit easier, but still. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of glasses, I use mine to watch season four, episodes one and two of "Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in the Dungeon with You?" And uh, yes, sir. Let me tell you, yes, this is this is shaping up to be probably the best season yet. Oh yeah. Well, see, you've read you've read. The books, though. I've read the light novels, you, yes. Uh, very kind of have an idea. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so think so. You have a glimpse into the future here, and I'm kind of going in blind. But the first two episodes, uh, when we watched it, we talked about the first one a little bit more than the second, I think. But I think the first one was a great introduction back. I feel like in the previous seasons, it was like opening up. After like the cliffhanger from the previous season, you're opening up with, let's like massive battle fights are going on left to right it's really chaotic but this one was like kind of like reveling over their victory with the minotaur um and then just kind of like strategizing on how to get back in and get back in and uh fight effectively i guess yeah fight effectively especially bell bell's trying to grow Mm -hmm. as an adventurer and as a fighter because he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to lose anymore Right, right. Even though he put up one heck of a fight. He did. 
he did, but he's going all in. He's dedicating everything he's got to it. Yeah. And the second episode was pretty fun too. Oh, dude. Yeah. The Moss Huge that was introduced toward the end of the episode. Yes. That is going to be a, a big one, but what comes after that is even bigger. But the Moss Huge is a very, very interesting monster. Yeah, like how it's almost, I mean, you can see parallels to video games in the Danamachi world, mm-hmm. but the, what that reminded me of, that Moss Monster was, in certain video games, like especially like the Souls games, you can see some of the enemies reading the inputs from the player, mm. and that's what it reminded me of. Like, they're ten times harder to beat when they know what you're about to do. It reminded me of Gossamer was... from Looney Tunes. <laughs> You know that little orange, okay, guy, we went, that big orange guy. Yeah, we went completely <laughs> different directions. That, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, as soon as I read the <laughs> books and saw him, I was like, "Just paint him orange and put Bugs Bunny right. in there." <laughs> can you imagine Bugs Bunny in the dungeon, level twenty-five? Mm. <laughs> big Chungus. <laughs> big Chungus, level twenty-five. No adventure has ever reached past i think level <laughs> 10 and then you have big chungus at level 25 <laughs> i think big chungus would be a great supportive character oh B- big chungus would be <laughs> the ultimate strategist fighter everything and the number one <laughs> lover in orario he could be a, a one-man team he could do it all he'd go in alone and uh speaking of teams you and i also watch something else unless you have more to say about yes, don machi I think that without giving a ton of it away, I think that's that's a good summary of what we, we thought about it. So G-Kids was kind enough to send over a screener for Masaki Yuasa's latest film, Inuo, and we watched it. And uh, the best way to describe Inuo, which is kind of spoilery, but also you would have to have a lot of knowledge about both of what I'm about to recommend. Imagine if Dororo and Lou over the wall had um, like this awesome fucking baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, which, it's musical Dororo. It's musical Dororo, <laughs> which is amplified by the fact that um, Queen Bee singer Abu-chan is the voice of Inuo. So that just adds even more of like the Dororo to you knew it was awesome the music in there oh man i'm sure we'll get to it but it was a great movie i mean it it was heartwarming and there was like great storytelling all throughout not even just the movie itself the stories being betrayed by the characters in the movies were really cool too yeah so inuo is just the story of these two guys basically one of whom is cursed from birth and the other who becomes blind due to an ancient artifact and they just start making music together that's the best way to describe it without giving too much away yeah i don't know how much i should say i mean other than go watch it yeah for sure go watch it Masaki Yuasa is my favorite director of all time, so I never have a problem recommending anything that he makes. But um, yeah, this is something that needs to be watched on the big screen 
First time I watched it was on the computer. Second time I watched it on a big TV. But I'm so upset that this isn't playing in my city. Otherwise, I would go see it in a big theater because that's where it needs to be seen to get the full experience. Agreed. Definitely. I mean, it was still a great watch on... I mean, I would would watch it on my phone, but at least have earbuds in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The music is so good, you have to do it justice by having earbuds in. You can't don't play it over a speaker unless you got like a nice Bluetooth speaker or something. And luckily enough, the entire soundtrack is on Spotify. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I only listened to the, the song you sent me, but when you sent me that, I was like, oh shit. Is the entire one on there? The entire movie soundtrack? And you were like, yes sir, it is. I was like, what? Crazy, because the song I sent you is my, I, I, of course I sent it because it's my favorite song in the movie of course it had to be the last one (laughs) yes but they just took it seems like they took inspiration from so many different bands because yeah especially in that last song i was getting queen vibes yes yeah and then very power ballady yes and then it just it just fluctuates to so many different inspirations Mm -hmm. and i'm like wow you also really put in work. Yeah, super creative. Yeah, and just very rock heavy. Mm. So I I loved this movie. I think it's either my second or third favorite Yuasa film. I forget where I placed it. I know we talked about it shortly after watching it. You placed it second. Below. Blue Over the Wall. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to beat one. It's hard to beat that one. It's so cute. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but the animation for Inuo is also incredible. Yes. They have so many effects and the way that they pull them out because this takes place in the period where everyone like sings songs and tells tales of the Heike. This was just like a full on show like uh the two guys uh tomoari and inuo they just would put on full-scale productions yes and seeing how they made those practical effects in that time period which i don't know if that could even be done and then (laughs) seeing inuo who again is cursed do all these awesome dance moves while tomoari just plays Jams out, yeah. Especially when they get the fire spitter. Yes. And he's, so just, and he's just bobbing his head with the <laughs> music being played, and then he'll just be like, oh, time to blow some fire. Yep. <laughs> he just vibes until it's time to, to spit flames. It's awesome. But overall, it is just such a great film. Like, again, the, the Dororo is very evident the Lou over the wall i think that was the second to last film that you also worked on before he made inuo because he did night a short walk on girl mm-hmm. shortly after or it was released shortly after i should say right and it like like i said the inspiration is very clear mm-hmm 
but it's also just so wildly different because yeah. in Lou Over the Wall, they use the same song, but just different variants. Yes. But this is, honestly, I think the best way to describe Inuo would be to call it a rock opera. Yeah, yeah, that, that hits the nail on the head. It's like he plays the biwa. Yes. And at first it's just kind of him playing it with the with the group that he's with. I can't remember what Yeah, they're... like the the trope the trope that he plays with this trope that um like tells the tales of the heke. I'm I'm pretty sure right. that's what they do. But it's yeah. just a bunch of blind yeah. doo players. Yeah, so they, they tell the stories with song, but he kind of veers away from that into his own style, and it, there ends up being like when the rock drums came in for the first time. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this this is something special right here. This is awesome. It is. It's just so cool, and I really do have to give props to Abujan especially because they I, I didn't know they could act. I mean, voice act. I knew they could sing, but they killed it. Yeah. Yeah, the the range, which you can tell in the Dororo theme song, they, they have this awesome range mm-hmm. because they go from just this regular singing voice, which is very unique, by the way. Yeah. And then the highs that they can reach with their pitches. Yeah. I'm like, dang, this is this is hardcore. Yeah, I could not do anything close to that in a million years. <laughs> it's like if Matthew Bellamy from Muse had an even lighter voice. Yes. And could speak <laughs> Japanese. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's really cool to hear. Fucking phenomenal. I love it. Absolutely. So having having them in the film as Inuo definitely added a, a good dimension to the film. So 100%. I, I'm just so impressed. I mean, I rarely, it's, it's so funny, actually. I watched this film twice within a week and I went mm-hmm. to the theater to see Lou over the wall twice in the span of two weeks. Really? I did Recently. when it came out. No, when it came out in uh, oh okay okay when it came out it was 2018 I believe when it came out in the U.S. So I went one time with a buddy of mine, and Mm -hmm. I thought it was so cool that I took my roommates to go see it a second time. Yeah, and one of them thought it was cute. The other one laughed, and I was like, "I'm never talking to you again." (laughs) It's not funny. It's cute. Yeah, it's not funny. Appreciate it. So, yeah, it just, the parallels between the two. I guess I just have an affinity for musicals, but yeah, in terms of production I mean, value, like oh, in, yeah. like musical production value, Inuo is probably one of the best musicals outside of Disney that I have seen in a long time. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily consider myself a huge fan of like musical films i heard i hear the word like 
musical. And I'm like, <laughs> probably not going to like this. Right. Like immediately. But this one, I guess I'm just a sucker for like an underdog story. For sure. Like an underdog story with the music mixed in. I don't know. It, it really did something. They, they, they nailed it. Dude, yes. So everybody, just please go see Inuo. It's Yuasa's last film from before he took a break because he has definitely earned it. He's made like mm-hmm. four, five, six different productions since 2016, 2017. Because he made Lou Over the Wall. He made Night of Short Walk on Girl, Japan Sinks 2020, Double Man Cry mm-hmm. Baby. And now we have Inuo. And who knows what else he's been doing behind the scenes. Right. Because yeah, he also because he also ran uh Science Saru, which is the animation company that did all of those. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he founded that company with one with a little like monkey walking? Yeah. Huh. He I'm founded it with the uh with the C I think I think now she runs it. I feel bad that I'm I know her last name is Choi, but I is it Eon Choi? Something like that. She's fucking awesome though. Like she yeah. does a lot on the production side and she knows a good production when she sees it. So she has really done a great job taking the reins over from Yuasa, but they were a collaborative effort before, but now it's just her doing all of this. Oh, he also did Keep Your Hands Off A's again. That's the one I was forgetting. And did Tokyo Godfather come around that time? Oh, uh, that was Satoshi Kon. Shit. I thought I was under the impression that Yuasa did that, <laughs> like, this entire time. Now nah, that was Satoshi Kon who made uh, Perfect Blue and Millennium uh, Actress and Paprika, which actually, I see. you've seen all of those except for Tokyo Godfathers. We watched Tokyo Godfathers. Did we? We did it the, it was like two weeks before we left for Disney. <laughs> the Christmas one? Yeah. I could have sworn I tried to get you to watch it in theaters with me and you said, I don't know, this doesn't look like it's for me. I'm pretty sure we watched it. I can't believe I am blanking on that. Got it. I haven't had enough coffee to think straight this morning. Maybe I'm, hold on, let me look at the. (laughs) (laughs) Because Tokyo Godfather is actually my favorite Christmas movie. We, did we see a clip of this at the convention? Yeah. Yeah, the convention that we went to. We saw a clip of this. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen. Yeah. Because I, I tried to get seen. you to watch it. I, I you're, like, I don't, you're like, I don't know if this is for me. Which, it was right before the pandemic, so you ended up going home before the movie even came out in theaters oh, again. that's right. Yeah, we didn't even get the chance to... Like, wow. My heart was broken because I was like, this is the one that he needs to see. Well, maybe uh, maybe toward the end of the year, in a couple months here, December, we can watch it as a Christmas film. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Set the vibes right. Yeah, we could watch that and then we could watch Frozen 2 again because oh, yes. we both love Frozen 2. Absolutely. 
bunch of bangers in there too. Oh my god, "Show Yourself" is the greatest Disney song of all time. <laughs> it's so good. I still get goosebumps listening to it. Same, and uh, "Go the Distance" is a very close second. Oh man, I don't know. It's a very. <laughs> I don't know. That might be first for me. <laughs> I mean, they're very close for me. Okay. Very close because Hercules is was my favorite Disney film for such a long time. And then Frozen 2 came out. And I'm like, <laughs> this is incredible. It is. It's it's a great piece of work. It is. So, Ryan. What else have you been into? Well, I know that we started Samurai Shampoo. Yes. And that has been a lot of fun. Yes. That's a, that's a good... I don't want to call it like a palate cleanser almost, but I mean... We kind of watch it whenever we get the chance, which I know we're both very busy, and sometimes it's kind of hard to match up our schedules. But yeah, it is a fun. Yeah, that's true. But it is, uh, it's definitely worth it's worth the watch. And I mean, I feel valid in finally getting that Samurai Shampoo sweatshirt that I bought just because it looked cool. Yes. Yes. Even though it cost a grip. Oh yeah, I bet. Well, it's high quality. Oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Project Mori, <laughs> I swear. No one well, Platinum Baca is my favorite, but Project Mori is incredible. Good work. Oh yeah. Good soup. Mm-hmm. So Samurai Shampoo, that's definitely something that we've got to finish. But Don Machi, in case you're wondering why we're slacking on that and why we're talking about Don Machi season four, which just came out. We typically can only do like an episode or two a week. So mm. like if we're trying to binge something, it just doesn't work out as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're taking it as it comes. For sure. We're trying to keep up with it on Thursdays, right? Yeah. But other yeah. than that, man, um, let's see. What have I been watching? I've been looking at uh i was thinking about re- not restarting but resuming utina revolutionary girl utina um okay. what's that one about that's i it's like from what i've seen and this is why i stopped watching it it's about a bunch of people who use swords and go to high school and the only black character in the show gets slapped in almost every episode. What? Yeah. And I was like, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> what a strange, like, artistic decision. If you could call it that. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> Very but, odd. But other than that, I've been watching through... Um, I recently finished... Stop Hibari Kun, and I watched the Urusei Yatsura movies. Well, all of them mm-hmm. except for the sixth one, because as soon as I saw it said special, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I got about seven minutes in, and then I turned it off. Really? Yeah, it just, just didn't feel like Urusei Yatsura. It, did, it didn't capture the, the vibe of the original? No, it came out in the 90s, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, I mean, Urusei Yatsura came out in the 80s. Yeah. Early 80s. So you saw the progression between 81 and 86. 
but it just didn't have that same aesthetic and it didn't have the right tone i guess i don't know mm-hmm. there there are some very distracting things about it and i was i was about to do something and i said i need to be in my right mind to do this so i'm not going to watch this that's fair yeah and then i just never went back to it well maybe some other time but maybe not ever maybe not also watch the first season of overlord and that was uh that was interesting yeah <laughs> yeah it's just another isekai but with like a nice. horny lady and some guy who's a skeleton well that sounds like a fever dream it kind of was but it was also kind of boring oh hmm you would but think I mean, with that those two characters together, it wouldn't be very boring at all. The the lady low key saved the show. I would keep watching if just for her. Okay. Because she's actually really funny. But other than that, nothing really stuck with me. I'm thinking about keep keeping on going with it, but we'll see how that works out. Okay, maybe the next season will be better. Yeah. And outside of our watching. I've been watching Severance. Ooh. Apple TV Plus. That's the memory one, right? Yes. Mm. That has been a very good show so far. I think they're coming out with a new season soon. Uh, I might be missing. But, um, I mean, it's got the guy from Parks and Rec. I'm blanking on his name right now. But I don't know. From watching him in Parks and Rec, which I didn't watch every episode, but I mean, the, the range for acting, um, his facial expressions are, his delivery is phenomenal. Hmm. Um, I don't know what else. I guess recently I went to go see Black Phone in theaters. Ooh, how was that? It was pretty spooky. I'm not going to lie. Like this, this like classic, like, n- like maybe early 90s setting where like kids were getting abducted i'm not gonna like give too much away but like that fear that was like instilled in us in the 90s as kids like that that's exact like this movie is portraying exactly why our parents were so like <laughs> when it gets dark you better come home you know what i mean yeah for sure and that's that's ethan hawk right yes yeah he is so talented yeah fantastic performance from ethan hawk in that movie and I know that you and I have also been listening to, we listened to the Tor Miller album. Yes. And New Tor Miller album. Oh my God. Generation of me. I just, I have been playing on repeat that song. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I mean, it's a, a relatively small album, I think, compared to like some of the, the ones that have been coming out with like, you know, like, I don't know, it's upwards of like 15 songs, but uh, Generation of Me is super good. Um, I've had Always Think of You on repeat myself. And the reason is it sounds like, the instrumental sounds like a country song. Because like when I first heard the intro, I was like, this sounds like a country song. And I don't know if I'm going to like it because I'm not always a huge fan of like modern country. But it goes into this like, almost like hip hop vibe over it. I don't know. It's, it's so good. His, I, his music. 
fantastic. I just can't get over the like usually self-deprecation in songs like it feels kind of overdone at this point yeah like but, yeah but the way he does it and i'm not a fan of these poppy things mm-hmm. but also it's just his delivery again generation of me is like pace around the room in a tomb of my masturbation allergic to confrontation i text every conversation one nation yeah. under the thumb of behavior optimization, sedation, summer vacation, go gay for the generation of me. And I'm like, damn. Yes. It's it's so good. It's hard to catch all that while he's saying it, but he's just talking about us, basically. Dude, <laughs> I mean, that's, like, that's people our age. Me, that's what makes me feel so bad, because I'm like, that is us. <laughs> it's texting every conversation, like, social anxiety and all that you know and and then like this dude's like 28 yeah yeah he's not too much older than us yeah so i in the intro to perfect american girl he's like he's so monotone when he delivers it but he's i think the first words are you were the perfect american girl and i was a self-loathing asshole (laughs) like I, i I kind of giggled at it. I know it's not supposed to be funny, but juxtaposition of perfect American girl and self-loathing assholes. I also, and I also, uh, I know I talked about this in a previous hangout session, but I've been listening to Colts a lot. The album, I mean, not the album. Okay. The, yeah, the band Colts. Yeah. Trying to, get, trying to get prepared because I really want to go to their concert in September. Are they, are they coming to your area? They're coming to Durham. Oh, sweet. And that's close enough that I can go. I'm trying to remember if I remember who that is. They had Their last album came out in 2020, and it is probably their best. Okay. But they what made kind that, of music? It's like uh, indie pop, dream pop kind of. Uh, okay. I'll tell you where you probably know them from, and I mentioned this last time. You listen to mm-hmm. J. Cole, right? Yes. You remember that song, She Knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Colts were the ones who sang the uh, the hook. You're like, ah, 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 ah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the lead okay. singer of Colts. Cool. So they are very, I mean, they're smaller in terms of recognition, but they're very good. Yeah, I looked up like Colts tour and all I got were the football team. <laughs> it's no, like, oh, you want to go? No, Colt, Colt like, uh, like drink the Kool Aid. Oh, like Colts. Yeah. Like, you will kiss my feet type Colt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what cults do, man. You don't want to know. Ah, I see. Okay. Got it. Found it. Cults, not cults. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My, I guess my speech isn't that great. I feel like that's just easy to mix up over over a microphone. <laughs> Been podcasting for over one year. Got me feeling right. like uh, Travis from Fallout 4. <laughs> Jeez. No, you're doing a great job. 
Oh, thank you. But anything that's, else that that's what's up? That's most of what I've been listening to. I think. I think. Um, oh, who is it? Someone else came out with an album recently that I really liked. Oh, Gibeon. That album is super good. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it's the Give or Take album that came out probably like a month ago, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, all those are slaps. Uh, oh, and our our hero, of course, came out, I guess, last month with Betty, Get Money. Yes. And yes. That, that song has taken the internet by storm. I think I think Gravy is now. Is it? Yes. Like there's so. Is he many like becoming people. even more popular? Yes, he is. <laughs> Good for him. Like I think Betty is probably his most successful song. It's it's honestly a work of art. It. I gotta say, I love it. I know. When <laughs> Gravy, Gravy posted, he was like. Yeah, yeah, we took a couple L's, but we, we stay winning. Yes, because I think the first like listen through, someone might like laugh at the song sampled and all that good stuff, or like maybe even roll their eyes, like "Oh God, I don't want to listen to Rick Astley. We're going to give you up." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Rick roll their eyes at it, but I mean, I'm telling you, you listen to that a couple times over, it grows on. It grows on you fast. And next thing you know, you'll be unironically listening to it. <laughs> and you'll be unironically listening to Gravy. Yeah. Because at first, it's, it's awesome. the way that we started listening to him was at first, it was a joke. And then we were like, <laughs> oh, my God, this guy's actually fired. Yeah. Yes, it was purely just like comedic. <laughs> and now it's serious. Yeah, because he's just so funny. But I think he takes yes. himself very seriously. He does. He does. <laughs> Like he goes on dates with people's moms for fun. What a guy. The confidence. (laughs) Yeah, it's unmatched. That is what I strive for, even though he's like six seven and Yeah. We're not that tall. Big dude. Very big Big dude. dude. Oh god. Five eleven on my good day. I (laughs) 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 I had to cop away from my microphone. <laughs> on a good day, man. On a good day. Like with the only shoes. other song I wanted. <laughs> yes, exactly. With very tall shoes. <laughs> the only other song I wanted to talk about, and I'm, I don't even think I talked to you about this before, but maybe I did. On um, I watched the most recent, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good first show. couple of episodes of that. It, it is. It's really good. Because I used to watch that all the time as a kid. But CeeLo Green covered um, Strawberry Letter 23. Yes, yes. He was the, and, um, he was the bear, right? Yes. Yes. Shogi. Yes. That was so and good. I, I heard that. I was like, what is this? I know it's CeeLo <laughs> Green. But did he, like, is it a full-length song? And for the longest time after that episode, it wasn't. Like, the only clip you could find of CeeLo Green covering Strawberry Letter 23 was in that. Mm-hmm. Show. Mm-hmm. and it was on youtube and stuff but it's only like a minute long clip right but they finally they finally put it out on spotify and bro it's so good the full length version okay highly recommend a listen for that that's some funky stuff i'm gonna have to listen to it definitely you need to 
but shit, I I got I got nothing else for this hangout session. I think that uh, I think we've done a pretty good job covering every. Oh wait, no, I do, I do. Uh, what is it? We'll talk about Lou over the wall and why it's such a great film. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, sure. it is the cutest movie on the planet. It is. It is. And that's that's the, the main reason. One of the best. I mean it's it still remains at the top of all the Uasa films for, for us. Yes. So that's objective. But the colors for me are what makes it amazing. And mind you, Night of Short Walk On Girl is incredible. Tatami Galaxy is a true masterpiece. I haven't seen ping pong yet. Um, and he did that Adventure Time episode years back. He did? Yeah, he did the Food Chain episode, if you've ever seen that one. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he did the Food Chain episode, bro. Mm. It was a trip. And that's the one word you can use to describe any Yuasa work is a trip. Yeah. That's true. Oh, I do remember this. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. So Woo Over the Wall is just oozing with cuteness. It's just such a pleasant film. It's so weird because it's, I think, almost two hours. But it yeah. doesn't feel like it's almost two hours. No. Not it just goes it's like the by. definition of a feel-good movie. It really it just, is. Just and I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix. So, I think you're right. So there is no reason, unless you just don't have Netflix, which I don't blame you. There's no Steal reason. Password. Huh? Steal someone's password. <laughs> yeah, steal someone's password. Obviously, that's the way to go. <laughs> or borrow it permanently. Or borrow it. Yeah, it's it's still on Netflix. That's a must-watch. It is just if you want to feel good. Yes. Like if you want to, you don't happen to have Netflix. It's on. You can rent it from YouTube for two dollars. Like if you want to be like Travi McCoy and CeeLo Green, and you need Doctor Feelgood to help you, <laughs> just watch Lou Over the Wall. You'll be fine. Yes, <laughs> it'll make you feel better. Plus, the music is great. The colors are phenomenal. It's just it so, so good. And he actually won a prize at Annecy for it, the Annecy Film Festival. Sweet. Which is like the, one of the most prestigious award ceremonies on the planet, especially in well terms deserved. of animation. It was well deserved. Yes. Even though people say it's a ripoff of Ponyo, I'm like, this is better than Ponyo. No. Yeah. I didn't really. I mean, I could see the similarities, but I didn't really hear those two directly. Like, I'm just like, if this is a ripoff of Ponyo, then it's the superior Ponyo. Yeah, I don't think it's so much of a ripoff as much as it is just like it came after. <laughs> and like the, the the baselines are similar, I suppose. Kind of. just came before the other. Yeah, for sure. Too. Shit, bro. You got anything else that you want to talk about during this beautiful hangout session? I think we covered what we've been into recently. Yeah. It's a good time. Oh, yeah, it was. It's always a good time hanging out. Heck yeah. All right. Well, Ryan, you want to drop your socials? 
Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm not on there very often, but it's uh, no idea. And that's uh, no as in knowing something, I as in your eyeball, and deer as in deer. Like the yeah. animal, not the animal. Yeah. Not like me. <laughs> yeah. Near and dear. Yes. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at Anime Alpha Goat. You can follow me on Twitter at Our Anime Home. Or you can email me at ouranimehome at gmail.com. And Ryan, just want to say thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. It's always a good time. Oh, yeah. And we are out. Peace.